Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Hello there and welcome to this week's Z to A podcast with me, Mark and Jules from the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Hello. Now this is where we pick a letter and a topic and we discuss how you can use our tools to improve your own personal development and life. What is this week's letter? This week's letter, we have chosen T for treat. Now we're in for a treat this week because we've got our special guest, the one and only, the lovely Sally Wood. Oh, what an intro. Hello, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. We always we always love it when you treat us to your words of wisdom. Well, there's no trick involved. It's a treat to be here. Oh, that was a spectacular joke. Let's get all these out of the way, mate. <laughs> but yes, Halloween is almost that time of year, isn't it, where you do trick-or-treating. So that's why we picked up the idea of tea is for treat and about treating yourself. But before we sort of delve into that, Halloween, hasn't it changed? When you think back to when, like when we were children and Halloween, I mean, what was it like for you, Sally? It wasn't really a thing like it is now. So for us, it was more about bonfire night was a big deal. In Yorkshire, we always used to call it a plot and I never really made the association, but must come from the phrase gunpowder plot but you'd you'd say that kids locally were out plotting so you'd normally see kids with the disused pram pushing it around collecting wood building bonfires and all those kind of things and there was an element of mischief night which was around the same time as bonfire night but it wasn't halloween it was very different and the only lanterns you used to see do you remember this where people used to carve turnips into lanterns rather than pumpkins pumpkins were never a thing no no they weren't were they I don't remember Halloween being as big as it is now the only thing I ever remember about Halloween was the night the witches went out on their broom mm, wasn't it? yes that was it. this whole trick-or-treating or and going around and dressing up and banging on people's doors it never really existed it didn't exist did it you remember the bonfire nights oh <gasps> They, they were so good. Do you remember that treacle? People used to, was it treacle? Treacle toffee. That's it, yeah. People used to make that and you'd get a bit broken off and you'd, you'd put it in your mouth and it'd keep you quiet for hours because you couldn't. Couldn't speak, could you? No. <laughs> yeah. And I remember uh, we always used to, again, a Yorkshire thing, parking pigs, parking gingerbread. So a bit like the stuff you make a gingerbread man out, cut into the shape of a pig. No way. They were amazing. Parking pigs, little currents for eyes. They were wow. lovely. We didn't have any of this stuff in Northampton. I, we did actually go trick-or-treating once, me and my mates. But I remember my mum saying, well, you're not doing that. It's too dangerous. <laughs> it's probably yeah. dangerous for the people inside. Funny enough, our niece has just sent us a video about the queue for the costume shop in Nottingham. And it's absolutely horrendous. There's a queue down the street. But this is a problem. I think it's gone a bit commercialised, hasn't it? I think so. And I'm not blaming Americans. We have followed their traits, the Halloween and the big drinking. Yeah. And I think that's a thing, though. When you've done something like that and set your stall out, then 
the following year, you've got to think of something bigger and better, haven't you? And then yeah. you started something. Yeah. I haven't really been a huge fan of Halloween. I don't know why. It's just one of those things that it's never jumped at me. I don't understand why everybody goes so mad and jumps onto the bandwagon of it now. Well, as you're saying, bonfire night, that was always quite cool, watching the fireworks and everything. Mm. Had a few banging nights there. Oh, dear, the jokes are coming thick and fast today, aren't it's they? It's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if they're that bad, I'll get burned, won't I? So, yeah, do we bring it back to yeah, what we yeah. this podcast goes up in smoke. Oh, dear. Do we shift our focus from Halloween to looking at how we treat ourselves? So, yeah, this is the last podcast of this month with the theme of reflection and self-improvement. So stop tricking your mind into believing that you're incapable or not worthy of achieving the things that you want out of life. Treating yourself. And what was that saying that you said earlier, Sally? Treating yourself with kindness. Yeah, I love that phrase because you'd like to be treated kindly by other people. But then sometimes you talk to yourself how you wouldn't want somebody to talk to you. And then we we think that's totally acceptable to say, ah, rubbish at this, or I can't do this, or I've always been a terrible whatever. And even when you meet people and you say, oh, how's your day doing today? Well, it's okay, you know, it could be better. It's Mm. negative language, isn't it? I think we are always our own worst critics. And we pile our expectations of ourselves are so much higher than they are of other people. We hold ourselves to unachievably high standards sometimes and then end up getting disappointed and frustrated when things don't really match those standards. But if your friend did that, if your partner did that, if your child did that, you wouldn't be pushing them down and bad mouthing them. You'd be raising them up. But we don't do that to ourselves, do we? No, that's absolutely right. We don't. We don't. So when something like that, as you say to your friend, you immediately say, no, that's not right. You know, you've done absolutely brilliantly and you really boost them up. But when it's yourself, you talk to yourself, you say, well, that was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) We don't give ourselves a break either. So we were talking earlier about how easy it is to get overwhelmed and be spinning too many plates and take things on. And we don't treat ourselves with kindness with compassion and I think that's really really important isn't it to know when to say no to things because you know that you're not gonna be serving yourself in the best possible way that's spot on we said about raising the expectations really high and funny enough we were just saying that about Halloween how everybody thinks well this Halloween's got to be better than last year's Halloween because the bar's been raised that high and as you say you've set your stall out you know that it's got to be that good and sometimes we need to lower expectations but just be realistic i think it's yeah being mindful of it isn't it and self under that much pressure and as well i think with everything that's going on in the world the cost of all of this is putting pressure on families they don't need and to be fair christmas is only around the corner so we've got a little theme on our blog that we've written this week and it's all around five positive things that you can do to treat yourself more kindly throughout your life Let's kick off with the first one, which is something that we've just talked about a little bit, and that's the power of positive self-talk. And we're saying about using the positive language and not putting yourself down and saying, oh, I'm not good enough, or how's your day? Uh, Not very good. It could be better, whatever. But this is about embracing positive self-talk to change your mindset and also to build your resilience. We've also written here, treat yourself to a daily dose of empowering statements. Well, this, I guess, would be your affirmations or your real power statements of belief. 
I love that. So Power what, statements yeah. of belief. Oh, Mark, you are on fire. I'm <laughs> <laughs> doing the jokes about bonfire night. But what is your power statements? Power statements have got to be things that you want yourself to feel and have, isn't it? So, for example, you want to have a good day. I want to achieve this. So it's it's those positive affirmations to yourself. Is I can do this. I am good enough. I am worthy. All yeah. that sort of thing. Or just a simple one. Today is going to be a great day. Yeah. I often do that in the morning when I get up and I might be lying in bed thinking, can I be bothered to get up? And then I'll think, no, today is going to be a good day. I'm going to enjoy today. I'm going to get a lot out of today. And then it does help frame your day in a much more positive way. It does. And I think the other thing as well to to look at is when you're faced with something and you're feeling a little bit maybe nervous or a bit unsure is to remind yourself of your strengths because we don't do that. We always remind ourselves of our weaknesses. We're very, very good about saying what we can't do, but not about what we can do. Which that leads nicely into the second one, which number two, tip number two is banish the trick of comparison. We're focusing on our strengths. We're not focusing on the strengths of the others or comparing ourselves to what other people are good at. Comparison is often the trickiest of tricks. I love this. It lures us into a never-ending cycle of self-doubt and discontent. And also with the rise of social media becoming increasingly difficult to avoid, then we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people and their Instagram profiles or all this stuff that we're going to have over the next week of everybody's amazing Halloween parties and bonfire nights and the best firework display. Well, that one was better than yours or this one was better than last year's. Mine was better than yours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's all about us, isn't it? And if we're learning something new or on a journey, we don't want to be sitting there saying, well... I'm not as good as you that have been doing this for 15 years. Actually, you just mentioned that our niece has sent through the queues at the shop to buy costumes. Gone are the days where you actually made your own and had that pride. Now it's just so simple. You go and pay, I don't know how much, I don't know whether hiring them or buying them. But yeah, gone are those days of having that self-pride of creating your own. It takes a lot of the fun away from it for me. I think one of the funniest outfits, which wasn't really an outfit I've ever seen, but was that when my nephew was little at his birthday party and they had a game which basically involved wrapping up one of his friends in a toilet roll so he looked like a mummy. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It made me cry with laughter. And for the price of a toilet roll, and I know sort of three years ago, toilet rolls were premium products, but these (laughs) days, you know, it's a pretty cheap thing to make an outfit from. But it's funny, isn't it? That's it. It's funny and it's more rewarding, I think, to have created something yourself and people to say, wow, that's amazing, rather than going out and just buying something. I'm going to stop you two there, though, because I said the tip number two was banish the trick of comparison. And you're now having midlife crisis about how good it used to be in the old days. (laughs) Oh, it was better then. Backwards either. (laughs) It's true and it's very easy to say things were different in our day. And also you often hear people saying things were hard for me, therefore they should be hard for everybody else. And that's that's not fair either, is it? 
begrudging people positive experiences because you didn't have one yourself is it's just not a very nice thing to do is it no it isn't no so i'm going to finish this little tip here number two of banishing the trick of self-comparison by celebrating who you are and the strengths that you have and the fact that you can build the strengths no matter who you are you can always improve on something and even if you're the best person in the world you're still going to improve so is it possible to get 100 percent? but number three I love this one, is invest in self-care. So treats come in many forms, but (laughs) self-care is one of the most important treats that you can give yourself in a busy world. What's your favourite thing that you do to treat yourself if you're feeling you need a little bit of a boost? Sometimes it can be getting out in nature and just going and having a walk. That always makes me feel better. Exercise. You might not feel like it at the time, but, you know, if you get out and go for even a little run, suddenly those endorphins are flowing and you feel good. I think just chilling out, reading, having a bath, even maybe just having a little, sometimes a little afternoon snooze can be one of the greatest treats you can give yourself, a nice little luxury. Yeah, it's about self-care. You know, it's about doing something that makes you happy, which then will rejuvenate your mind, your body, and just generally lift you. And you don't have to be feeling down at all to invest in self-care. You should be doing this, like you say, on a daily basis by having that break and getting out there in nature or doing something that you really, really love doing. Sometimes there's nothing nicer than sitting down with a nice cup of tea and a book and maybe throw a biscuit in. Now we're talking. We are talking. And a slice of chocolate. I've started calling them slices of chocolate now because if you have a square of chocolate, you count how many of them are, but a slice can be as big as you want. That can be a whole bar. (laughs) I like that. I might adopt that terminology. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the main food groups, chocolate. Anyway, number four is embracing new challenges. And sometimes a lot of people will say, do you know what? I'm too old to do that. Or I tried that when I was whatever age and it never worked for me. And that sometimes comes along the self-comparison route where we see somebody who's a little bit better than us. So we don't want to start because we can't emulate their success. But embracing new challenge is about removing the self-imposition that can hold you back from reaching your full potential the fear of failure or the fear of rejection and stepping outside your comfort zone. What sort of new things could we try to learn or develop on or something that you're doing existingly that you're trying to improve to get better? Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of different things. And and I think new challenges is individual to each person because what I might want to do or challenge myself is could be something completely different to you, Sally, because you might think, oh, no, that's not something I'd like to do. So it's quite individual, I think. I think it can be as simple as learning a new skill or trying a new recipe. I just shared a recipe with you earlier that you can try. It's quite a nice, easy one, but you get a sense of accomplishment when you do something that you've never done before or done in a different way. Yeah, and I think when you're embracing something new, treating yourself with kindness is a great tool to have. But also give yourself some time and have some patience with yourself because it is new and you don't always get it right the first time. It's very easy to catastrophize, isn't it? And to say, I'm going to try this, but what if it goes wrong? Mm-hmm. And I often saying, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't go right the first time and you try again. Or the best thing that can happen from it is you learn something. You learn how, that you maybe need to do things in a different way. 
I suppose it's flipping it around and saying, what if it goes really well? And no, not many people actually say that. What if I do this and it goes really, really well? You're not going to turn around and go, well, that was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a conversation I often have in my work life with businesses. Is what happens if it goes really well? Are you geared up for it? Because if suddenly all this work you're doing trying to win business comes in, can you cope with it? Can you deliver those services or those products you need to? So sometimes it's really important to think about what if it goes really well, because you need to be ready for it to go really well. That's a really great tip about breaking your goal down into bite-sized chunks, treating yourself with kindness and setting realistic expectations, but celebrating every single little milestone with your cup of tea, cake or slice of chocolate, maybe. (laughs) The final one we have, number five, is the trick of gratitude. So in the pursuit of self-improvement, appreciating what we have is often forgotten. Gratitude is a powerful tool that can transform your perspective and allow you to find joy in the simplest of things. It's a thing we don't practice very well as human beings anymore, is to take that moment at the end of the day and reflect on what's happened and be grateful for some of those small wins. What's one of your nan's favourite sayings, Mark? Oh, we've had a lovely day. There's a sense of a, a lovely sense of gratitude there of it might be a simple thing of going out for some lunch or seeing family but that feeling of this has been lovely is a really nice way to articulate that isn't it so yeah the trick of gratitude is something that we really need to bring into our lives because we forget to do this it's a very, very powerful tool yeah one of mine is since we've moved here to Lanzarote I'm still really excited that I live by the sea because obviously I grew up in Northampton, which is one of the furthest places from the coast. And when we're working, I'll generally stop for a moment and I'll just say to Jules, well, I'm going to go and check out the sea just to make sure it's still there. And the colours of the sea are amazing. So some days it will be the bluest of the blue and other days you'll have the sun shining off of it. And then some days where it's a bit cloudy, it'll be a bit more grey. And it's just appreciating what is around you. Obviously, for us, it's quite new and exciting. When we were living back in Northampton, right opposite a park, one of the best things for me was walking over the road, cutting through that little road at the end of our street that opened out onto the racecourse park and just seeing this vast expanse. And you could almost feel the, the calm and the still from time to time by doing that, where you're away from everything. And it's just sometimes that little moment. And as Minan would say, that little phrase, bless her, with a wisdom, oh, I've had a lovely day, I've had a lovely moment. <laughs> I enjoy that. And it probably ties in with the uh, self-care as well. But one of my favourite things, so I live opposite a park. And in the morning, especially at a weekend, is to get up early and make a cup of tea and take it up to bed and sit in bed and look over at the park and see people taking their dogs for walks, see kids going out to play football or going out on the bikes. It's just a lovely little moment of reflection and appreciating your surroundings. It's heartwarming, isn't it? It makes you you feel good and I'm glad to be alive, doesn't it? And being able to watch and see all of these things going on. So yeah, gratitude is a really good one. But talking of gratitude, something that I just want to pop into the end of this podcast is we would be very grateful (laughs) if you, our wonderful listeners, would like to share with us how any of our tips, our podcasts, 
things that we've shared with you on how to help you improve your life, achieving your goals or what it is that you're trying to set out to aim for. If you could share those with us, those stories with us where we've helped you improve your life, we'd love you to send those to us and then we can do a podcast and share that with the world as well. That would be really, really wonderful. So yeah, some great tips and tools there. Do get in touch with us. But if they want to get in touch with you, Sally, how can they find you? So the best way to find me is to look on LinkedIn, look for Sally Wood Consultancy. I'm the smiley one with the glasses. Fabulous. Oh, and it has been an absolute treat. Oh, well, it's been a treat for me too. Well, if you'd like to treat yourself to some great tools, you can ghost to our website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk. You can also find us on social media and go to whichever platform you fancy, Facebook, Instagram or TikTok. TikTok. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is a fabulous array of videos on there. And we're also on LinkedIn because we are. We are everywhere. So we absolutely really enjoyed this podcast. Thank you again, Sally, for coming along. We look forward to catching you all next week. We'll see you soon. Bye for now. See ya. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.